another edition, another of the Lord Tuesday, another Wagam Silly Butterfinger Crispy Clutches My Don't Put a Finger on the Butterfinger episode of Two the Term Buckle, presented by Bruce Nation Productions, right here on Hill Church Wrestling. We're also everywhere under the sun this week. School on Air Network, we're there. Our own personal Facebook page, Two the Term we're there. And the brand new production company started by, well, two people in this room, plus two others. Two plus two equals four. Snapman Productions, go check us out on Facebook. Broadcast and Snap. Broadcast and Snap. Hold on, we got a, I probably got a business card in here. Oh, I'm sure I do. Um, I probably got a business card in here, but yes, wrestling broadcast and a snap. We can also help you make commercials, do promo shots uh, for, for the right amount of money. We'll do something illegal, whatever. Uh, but I'm joking. I'm joking. Just joshing you. Just joshing you. So, to the turnbuckle on Heel Turn Wrestling. Presented by Bruce Nation Productions. Co-sponsored this week by Snapmare Productions. To follow us at To the Buckle on Twitter. Don't forget that. Which make it say that? We might do. We might get that for you. Are we getting a graphic for Sure. I just I just pulled my my little clip. I pulled that back for some reason. I pulled that back for some reason. I pulled that back for some reason. Oh. Big cheese. Big cheese. Alrighty. Hello, friends. It's great to be right here. Aha! I did it! I will. Everybody gets to listen to my backpack zipping up. It's all right. It's okay. It's not a big deal. Whoop! Bam! Stand there, Productions. In a snap! In a snap! <sighs> In a doggone snap! Snap, crackle, pop, rice krispies. Rice krispies. Not a sponsor. They could be, and gosh darn it, I would love it. You know who else needs to be a sponsor at this point? Butterfingers. God, I can't wait to talk about that later. We will. So, let's go ahead and get into it. Yeah. Kevin Owens last night on the off. They've been all down. As one does when losing a match, but... And, and losing their path to WrestleMania, it brings out the worst. It, understandable, understandable. It, it makes John Cena and TNA give long retirements. It, you know, because Roman Reigns is tired of being pulled into a ring. Okay, I know we're getting to big news, but I, I, have, to, I have to say something. He hates Texas, but he really wants to go to Texas. Yeah, well, I don't know. Why don't does that make sense? He just skip. I don't know why he just doesn't skip. Right. You hate the, the state of Texas, the city of Dallas, yeah, but you really want to go there. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it, man. But continue. Go ahead. But he cuts a, pro, he cuts a promo uh, about hating Texas and he's got to go there for WrestleMania. And he, he lists all these Texas legends versus Keith. So I'm like, I'm surprised the Undertaker wasn't. That was a little odd. It's like, well, you're also forgetting one earlier Texas legend is from Bowling Green. That's fine. Uh, and then he finally gets, you know, he starts talking about uh, broken down knees and, and shell of himself, living off past glory. You know, he had 
That's okay. That's that's fine. We can we can talk about that. That's all right. All right. All right. And then he finally calls him out. He wants Stone Cold Steve Austin on the KO show. Fast forward to high noon today. Stone Cold releases a video with the help of WWE where he's telling uh, you know he's basically like Bronco sort of thing. They got my promotion on. Accepts that invitation, and he said, I don't know whether it's going to be a match or a fight or a, a week on the KO show, but Stone Cold's going to open up one last can of whoop-ass at WrestleMania in Dallas, Texas, where his career started. Talked about awakening something that had been dead inside him for 19 years. So, Napper, i got a question for you. I have a question for you, sir. Uh, is this going to be a match? Is this going to be a brawl? segment because I was convinced he alright he's just gonna be on the KO show he decided not to do a full fledged wrestling match. And that's fine. I you know I I'd had my my trepidation it had been nineteen years. But then in his promo today it sounded much more like we might eventually transition into a full match. Maybe perhaps they have the KO show at night one and the match at night two. Uh, I what what do you what, what was your take on the promo and is this just a segment? That turns into a brawl. Is this going to turn into a match? Even if it's a quick one, like The Rock versus uh, Eric Rowan at thirty-three. You know, you know what I'm talking about. I was pretty convinced it was just a KO show, and then Austin's promo really made it feel like it's just more than that. What are your thoughts? I was in the same boat as you. Um, first and foremost, love the promo. Thought the promo was great. Uh, you know, as you said off off air, say what you want about WWE, but the fact of the matter is, they can produce really, really clean, crisp content, and this was no different. Um, Clearly, they put a lot of work into this. That being said, I was in the same boat as you. I kind of skimmed through Raw last night just because I had a couple other things I was doing, so I didn't get a chance to really, like, sit down and watch Raw from start to finish, but I skimmed through at least a lot of the good parts. And but I saw the promo from Kevin Owens, and by the end of it, I'm thinking the same thing that you're thinking. Like, all right, we're getting to a point where he's just going to show up on the Kevin Owens show. It's probably going to be a segment. He's probably going to get a stunner. Maybe he'll get some offense on Austin, beat him up a little bit at first, and then catch a stunner, and that's the end of it. Kevin Owens can say he beat up Steve Austin. Austin still looks strong because he stuns KO, something like that. And then we ride off into the sunset. But I, I I agree with you. I honestly don't know anymore. And I think that's awesome. Because I'm still not completely convinced we're going to get a match. I don't think they're convinced they're going to get a match. And I think a lot of this depends on how Steve is feeling day of. Or at least week leading up. I think that's what's holding this back from them saying it's a full-fledged official match. I think a lot of this still plays on the the body of Steve Austin. Can he take it? Does he want to take it? Does he want to risk possibly doing more damage to himself? Um, can the knees take it? I mean... As much as they they were joking about it last night, it's it's reality. His knees are very very shot when it comes to wrestling. Now that may have gotten better over time, and he may be to a point where he can wrestle at least a maybe five ten minute match, and that's fine. 
If it's five, ten minute, if it's a ten minute match, holla freaking Lulia. Because I can guarantee you everyone will be happy with that because it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. But I think I think you're better off probably guessing it's gonna be a brawl of some sort. They're gonna get physical. I don't think that's a doubt at this point. Clearly, both men have agreed to a point where we can at least get physical with this thing. The question is, how far does that go? Well, what I would do if I'm in their spot, what I would do if I'm in their spot, and I would, I would, uh, I would do an unsanctioned match. I, I would do an unsanctioned match, kind of a lights-out match, you know, to do it, but kind of a come-dress-as-you-are brawl. That way there's not a whole lot of technical catches, catch can. You don't even skip, you don't even, you don't even need to see Austin in the boots and all that when they're coming. I talk about a come dress as you are, lights out fight, and and if they go for ten minutes, you know, with very little bumps, a whole lot of steel chairs and things like that. You know, the stuff that's harder to take per se, but would be easier for Austin to take, just like would take her and a few other guys that have limitations. That's what I would do. I'd have like an unsanctioned thing on night two. And here, and here's the thing, um, he invoked the name of three Texas wrestling legends. We'll say there's nothing that says those three. If you do an unsanctioned match, nothing that says those three men can't appear. Give a little bit of an assist. And I know people probably there's going to be some people who are like, oh, I just wanted to see a match. Grow up. If I can see JBL, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Booker T. <laughs> Who was the other one he named? Uh, I think that was it. JBL, Booker T. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. If you're getting those four gentlemen appearing in a match and you have problems with that, check your ego and check your sanity because both are busted. I don't see why we don't do an unsanctioned match where you can do that. Where, yes, it's a technical match, but we save Austin from a whole lot of hassle. I'm not saying he can't take, you know, he's going to have to take some offensive care. Right. Like, it's not like he's going to, like, just immediately get help. Like, have have Austin come out, get a couple of things of offense. Kevin Owens clearly taking over because he's got the condition. He's younger, blah, 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 blah. Right. And then then you have those those three legends jump the ring and... Beat the crap out of him. That'd be a good spot for the American Badass Undertaker to pop up. Oh, yeah. That would be a great spot. Makes everybody, makes me happy. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably what it's going to be. Forget those three. They just have Austin and Taker. Yeah, the the American Badass. Hey, former tag team champions together, Austin and Taker. That is true. That is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, uh, you know, there's nothing to say that can't happen. That's what I think should happen is that, yes, have a technical match, but a whole lot of shenanigans with it. Because that way you don't, you didn't really cheapen anybody. And if they don't like the style of match, it's been 20 years since Stone Cold had any hand fit face. You're going to have to work with it a little bit. That's just how it is. People have to, wrestling is suspension of disbelief. That applies to these legends. If you want to get a chance to see, you know, we knew that Tully Blanchard wasn't going to be Tully Blanchard's voice. He might be able to. That's not the point. That's the point is you get to say you saw it. Like there's, there's no, same thing with Stone Cold. He's not going to be the Stone Cold he was 20 years ago. But you can say you saw him and, and can kind of book in his career, supposedly, at Dallas, Texas, that if it goes really well, don't be stunned if he has a 
match in Saudi Arabia. Eh, stunned. (laughs) But again, I just don't think, here's my, like, yes, great for, great, don't get me wrong. Any any trepidation I had about it when I was talking to you about it and things like that, it wasn't because I don't, you know, everyone loves Hulk Hogan. And he's one of those guys, I even love seeing The Rock because it's great to see him. I get frustrated he's not there. But my thing is, I still don't think it's big enough for someone like Mark. I, I just, I just don't, especially if it turns into a match, because to me, there's only two people within the association of the company that would have a match with Hulk Hogan. That's Roman Reigns and John Cena. Any other story, I don't think is telling. Uh, there's been plenty of people talking about it on Texas for years, and suddenly Austin's got enough issue over the border. Oh, he's been called out. Well. You know what I mean? There's just there's a lot of holes in that in that deal. It just to me, that, that's just how I feel on it. I, I still think if if Stone Cold has a return match, there's only two people that should be able to make anything else worth it in terms of the story. Um, but I don't think it's possible that we get. I do think it's possible that this if Stone Cold feels well and like man, that really was awesome. I'd like to do a few more. You know, just just like. The last time ever, except for three more times. <laughs> yep. Well, we heard it was going to be the last time ever we came out and took an inspiration. And That's exactly what I was referencing. For one, for one on one take, it has been, but it's like I got married with the X and yeah. Cool to see you in theory. Sean did look the best out of four. That's how I work. This is going to end up. I think it's going to be one of those asterisk things. Sean looked the best out of four, but they're still not putting King out in the back. Because it, why would you come out for that? I, I, think he, I think he underestimated just how broken down, especially his two opposing people were. I don't know why he's coming out for that. And I don't know why Austin's coming out in some form or another for KO. I don't, I don't understand. I'm not opposed to it, if that makes sense. But it's just, why? But why? It makes sense. No, I, I'm saying it makes sense why you're why you're not entirely a, a, a for it. Um, because Shawn Michaels and Undertaker make more sense in the spot because we've seen Undertaker be put in weird spots. Well, and the story made sense because you know you had Hunter, you had Shawn, who both had issues with the Undertaker. Okay, it's two on one. What does Undertaker do? Let's go to the. Drawing board. Hey, look, we got Kane. And then they turned, and then they turned heel on them at the end, and it, uh, they led to destruction. Then, uh, but uh, but as far as the KO story, I don't understand why. All, I th- I just don't understand why Austin is the guy you go with because frankly, it feels too small for Austin in my view. We don't Stone Cold and The Rock, and to some extent Hulk Hogan, or, and I say to some extent because of the things he's done in his personal life to cheapen that a little, are on this weird echelon that's all their self. NASCAR guys, there's the three seven-time champs, and there's everybody else. You can debate yep. all day who the better one is, but there's the three seven-time champs, and then there's everybody else. Really, it's the three seven-time champs named Kyle Busch and Mick Foley. Yep. That's how Austin Rock and to some extent Hulk Hogan, I say to some extent because of the things he's done in his personal life and in his diplomatic pursuits, but and then if you want to throw a fourth in there, it's Triple H. After that, you're 
much in terms of big time feel. I don't mean that that's a go conversation. I mean in terms of notoriety, in terms of whatever people cheer on and go that thing. Where I would think it was back when I was a big thing with him. Okay, you didn't race the face random face Kevin Owens, or Shawn Michaels was randomly back to, to face somebody for destruction. Okay, you could have one more moment at WrestleMania, but you can't tell me that. Shawn Michaels is a much better man, but he's still a man with an ego. You can't tell me that some part of him is like, I'm not going to push you one more to that last one so that you get a little rest before the other three acts. Just a thought. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what we're going to get. I hope it's a match. because That's bigger for the brand. That's bigger for that's, that's going to get way, tons of more coverage. Plus, it'd be, it'll be good for just the overall optics of the card. Yeah. Because right now, the card... Minus a few matches is weird. It's really weird. It's pretty freaking weird. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think we've said this a few times already. A lot of these matches probably going to be pretty freaking good. Probably. But some of them are just flat out weird. Well, I just don't. In here. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on the main card so far? <sighs> so far, we can kind of put Austin Ko on it on some in some form. Yeah. Some form. Okay. So you've got the title match, the, the title, title for match, title. That's uh, gonna be a banger. Like, I'm not. I'm not opposed. Probably one of the better matches of the weekend. AJ Styles and Edge could be a match of the year candidate. Absolutely. Um, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. There's a whole lot of question marks there. Vince is getting involved somehow. I don't know if it'll be officially on the card or not. I say he's special guest referee. I would. I hope so. I, I think <laughs> just, I, just as long as he doesn't tear a quad. Again, for marquee purposes, I don't know why you don't go to two on one handicap match. I would. I mean, those are the only two options I can really see: is handicap match or he's special guest referee. Because you know that used to be the old Vince thing to do: is I'm the special guest referee. Yeah. So. Uh, if it's one of the, and honestly, if it's one of those two, cool. Yeah, that's fine. As long as we get here to no chance. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. To me, that one's going to be good. Like, I know people are probably going to be like, oh, it's Pat Mac. Go ahead and watch his match against Adam Cole again. And tell me you are not completely invested in that. Because he is very good in the ring. And Austin Theory is a feature face of I think Austin, Austin Theory could make him look like a million bucks more than he already does. And Vince thinks so, too, or else he wouldn't come back to TV today. Right. So. Uh, but Vince is going to be involved somehow, some, even he's in the corner of Theory. So that's, but I, I, I would not be surprised if Vince gets added in a handicap match. Like I said, Vince almost does next to nothing but stand there and just do Vince things. Vince, Shane. And theory in a gauntlet match for against Pat McAfee. Why Let's Why do it. Why not? Uh, I wish Shane was on the card, but I don't think so. I don't think so either. But that'd be pretty fun. Uh, but yeah, it's just a weird, it's just a really Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Oh God! I'm glad that it's not the Intercontinental Championship. Thank God! Smart move by them. Yeah, let's get out of that. <laughs> yes, please. Let's get out of that. Um, I'm not a Ricochet guy, but as you know. I, I, I am, but I'm not. I know, I know you, you and McCarthy like him a lot more than I do. I just look at him and I'm like, he's. he's I, I really am. I'm really missing his days in uh, Lucha Underground. He just doesn't. 
doesn't tread my tread. No. And the problem is, you know, he, he doesn't cut a lot of promos, so you don't really get to hear him a lot. He just, he, the only thing he has is the ability to ring. That's great. Nothing wrong with that. But as we've said plenty at length, especially you, a lot of this business is, you know, you have to have the ability to show off your personality and your charisma outside of just your wrestling ability. You have to relate to the fans. And being able to do the things he does in the ring, I don't find that relatable. Because guess what? I can't do those things. Well, it's especially different for WWE. WWE is full personality driven. That's right. True, That's what for sure. And so when I look at that and I keep that in mind, I go, I, I, I just don't. Uh, he could do wonders, wonders in any, any other company. Maybe not AEW because, again, it's crowded. But well, and, and honestly, the same thing. They. As much as they maybe don't want to admit it, they have become a lot of personality driven. Yeah, even though they swear they're sports fans, and I go, my ass cheeks. <laughs> uh, but we'll get to that in McCarthy when they blow up. So, maybe. Um, but here's the thing: like, I, I think he would do wonders. I think he'd do wonders in NWA, Impact. I mean, imagine some of those matches he could have. Him and Rich Swan could tear it down. Him and Moose could tear it down. I think MOW, and yes, to some extent, AEW as it is now, Ring of Honor, and we'll, we're going to get to that in just a moment. But yeah, this card is really weird. Uh, this card is really weird. Uh, of course, you got Charlotte versus Ronda. That's going to be a banger of a match. Some, somehow or another, Charlotte's going to make that work. Yeah. Charlotte's going to prove her worth, as she already has. But uh, she's going to make that work, and, and it's going to be a banger. Uh, Becky versus. I feel like we've, we've hardly seen Bianca out of the spotlight, so it's not going to be the magical moment they're going for. I don't think so. I really don't. Um, I, I agree with you. I don't know why Naomi's in the tag division all of a sudden after a months-long feud with Sonya Deville. The duh thing is let's have a no-DQ match at WrestleMania between Naomi and Sonya Deville. That only makes all the sense in the world, and that's not what we're getting at all. Oh, and now it's a triple threat. It's not even close. It's just stupid. Because why not? It's just stupid. Uh, this WrestleMania is it screams, screams. We are throwing shit at the wall. Honestly, it does. And we're seeing. What, and I'm not saying it's going to make for some entertaining moments because of the desperation this card has. But I swear, I feel like they're going to hit one big reset button that Monday on Raw. Yeah. Because I don't think the title is going to be unified for more than two weeks. I. I'm still up in the air with that. I think they will be, but I wouldn't be surprised if you're right. The networks don't want it. And the networks have way more power than this because they're paying, they're paying a boatload for both shows. Maybe they bring back one of the other titles. I don't know. So, so I just, well, I mean, I'm fine if it's the big gold belt. That's the greatest belt in history besides the NWA championship. As far as WWE or WCW, the big gold belt, Ric Flair's, you know, the OG, big, it's beautiful. Anyone that doesn't like it can kiss my ass. Uh, so if you're one of those few, but uh, it, that's, I'd love to see that. But I, I just, I don't even know why you put yourself in that corner and to call it the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. We've seen a WrestleMania twice before. Literally. I'm not saying it's not going to be a banger. No. It's, it's going to be an I think it'd be the best match you've ever done together. Oh, it will for but sure. To call it the biggest wrestling match of all time, Andre is is in here. He's 
those big gulps. I don't think he's rolling in his grave because I mean, it, it had to be a it had to be a big grave. Andre went out, nearly tripled, took a body slam from Andre, and a bump he had no business taking in that shape, and put and finally lost to the first in the fifteen years. Thirty five years later, Vinny Junior goes, "This is the greatest wrestler of all time." Now, damn it. <laughs> yep. Damn it. Of course, uh, it's tough to do a proper men's impression these days because it's, uh, it's more of a proper old men's impression. Yeah. <laughs> this is gravel now. And if, we, and if you attempt that, you'll probably break your vocal cords. Damn it, pal. Damn it, pal. It's just weird. Like, he can still yell a little bit like when he did. Like, see, that hurt even just doing that. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just gravel. I was surprised uh, at the the fact they didn't do an angle during the Pat McAfee Vince McMahon. I was too. Uh, which, by the way, great interview. If you haven't watched it, go and watch the uh, Pat McAfee Pat McAfee interview of Vince McMahon. Very well done. It was it was grande uh, uh, good. It was, it, and honestly, I. It reminds you that Vince is human. Yeah, it does. It really does. Um, he's he's human, but a weird type of human. Because then he talks about I get up at three o'clock in the morning and work out. That's when I finish my workout. <laughs> and he sleeps for about three or four hours, gets up, that's day. Ah. And he's seventy six years old. And he's seventy six years old. And one oh one is the goal. <laughs> yeah. Great. We're in big trouble. All right. Uh, I think we got to get to it. What? Okay. We have to. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We can get into Oh, we will. It's a big enough week. Just get to it. So, I'm going to do it all Oh, okay. I'm sure they did. Tony Khan buys Ring of Honor. In a few years, he will keep the brand alive and even in developmental territory. Okay, let's talk about this thing. It's so weird. I got to pull this up because it's so weird not seeing it on YouTube. You talk about something. I mean, I'm, I'm just sitting here typing out what's, you know, the details of said purchase by Tony Khan. What do you mean you we want to see what's on the screen? I just put what's on the screen. Tony Khan purchases Ring of Honor. That's cool. That one right there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Excuse us, we can barely hear you. Oh. Well, that's... You can hear me. That's interesting. Am I resting the pipes from last weekend? No, Steve, I'm not. How about now? Not resting the pipes. <laughs> I figured out the problem. Not resting the pipes. I figured out the problem. What'd you do? Huh? What'd you do? I have this funny assumption that you are usually supposed to be Mike 2, mm-hmm. and the fun fact is you are, for whatever reason, Mike 3. Nice. Nice. So hopefully you can hear him better now. Oh, yeah, you're fine. Um, uh, Steve says this can be a Texas ass whooping match. KO is good enough to take action. <laughs> Ted Austin and KO is one of the best brothers ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it could be a Texas ass match. Why not? 
<laughs> I just want to see the graphic for that. Texas ass whooping match, pal. <laughs> uh, hopefully that's better for you, Big Stevie C. Yeah, it first. should be. I hear you better in my headset, honestly. You brought that headset and it didn't do you any good. It didn't. Because I, you know, made assumptions about microphones and how they're plugged into the board. And apparently I was wrong. Okay, Tony Khan. Yes. Bought Raymond. Uh-huh. It appears he's going to use the developmental. What are your thoughts? I think it's stupid. Entirely. Entirely stupid. Um, here's a couple things. Here, here's a couple reasons why. Number one, why in the hell are you using Ring of Honor as a developmental? You have two developmental programs already on your payroll. Number three, you have Rampage, which you also could be using because it's only one hour as developmental. Why? Why is Ring of Honor going to be your developmental program? As hardcore of a fan base... As Ring of Honor had, and I'm sure that the fan base isn't as strong as it once was, but they had a hardcore fan base. You are now going to take that and turn it into an NXT version of your programming. Why? It makes no sense to me. Number two. um, The funny thing is, we still don't really know the full details of this purchase. What all did he actually get? Because he didn't get any wrestlers. They let go of that in December. So no wrestlers are technically on the on the payroll of Ring of Honor. So you didn't buy any talent. You effectively technically only bought rights to possibly the production company, the production equipment of Ring of Honor and the name. Did you buy this the time slots? For Ring of Honor? Because if you did, hopefully you're getting rid of them as quickly as possible because if Ring of Honor is going to stay on Sinclair, which I don't think they will, um, you done messed up. Um, and uh, you spent millions of dollars, which it, it was what? Reported that he spent... Was it 40 or $50 million? Uh, 30 or 40, somewhere in that. You spent 40, 50 million dollars for production equipment, essentially. Why? You, not only did you not really make out that well, you almost kind of hosed yourself. Because again, no wrestlers on that roster. They're in a bad time slot. What in the world possessed you to want to purchase $50 million worth that are probably not even closely worth that much money worth of production equipment? I don't get it. I don't get it. Only to use it as developmental programming. When you could have already done that without spending $40, 50000000 million that you don't really already have. Like, yeah, he's got the money to do it from his own personal money, which is where he spent the money. It's not like it's AEW's. It kind of is AEW's money, but isn't AEW's money. So it's 
that's the other part of this is you're already probably in trouble because of the video game. Um, you've been making good money on probably the buyouts of the pay-per-views, but you're only two years into the company and you're already purchasing another company that is probably, if not for the rough patches they've been having, was probably on your level of production and equipment and roster a few years back. Like, it just, it makes no sense. It seems like a surefire way to put yourself out of business to me. I could be totally wrong, but it seems like a surefire way to put yourself out of business in five years. It's not going to happen. I, I know that for a fact because I think that they have a model to keep themselves afloat. But it, it to me, it just seems like one gigantic dumb decision. Okay. Well, I'll let let me. There's a lot I agree with you on, and there's some things I disagree with you on. Let me let me lay in. Here's the thing. Uh, from a business standpoint, I think you're right. I think it's really questionable. I think it's um, you know we don't know their direct books, but we don't believe they're making a profit right now due to the video game, due to all the funds they're putting into it. We don't know that for a fact. We don't know their books, but that's the heavy belief we all have. So, uh, from that perspective, I, I agree with you. I don't understand why you would spend forty to fifty million for for a for any other company, for any other, for anything right now, frankly, for anything else at this moment. There's not a talent that's worth that. There's not a company that's worth that, not under the, your current business model of where you're either turning very little profit or none at all. Um, that's my personal opinion. But here's what I hope happens, and here's where this can be a success in the non-business side, in the non-turning profit side. Look how bloated their roster is. Look how many people don't get TV time. Look, I mean, just look at it. Here, let me list off some guys for you. Let me list off some factions that I think you'll forget. I'm talking about even you might forget they're there. The rest of the Nightmare family is still to an AEW contract. The, what about the factory? QT Marshall's gang still has a contract. Um... We barely see Christian Russell. Yes, he did was at Revolution and all that, but there's so much of, of Jurassic Express, we, we don't see them wrestle. Christopher Daniels we just saw for the first time in months. Frankie Kazarian, where is he? Uh, there are just so many guys that you wonder, what are they doing? Um, Brock Anderson is on the roster with, with Arn. And what, where is he? Lance Archer always goes into the Federal Witness Protection Program after he has a big moment. He and Jake always disappear. We just signed William Regal, and while I don't expect William Regal to, to physically compete, certainly he has a, a presence and things to do. And I'm sure that will be on screen and off. The Big Show still doing commentary. I know his name is Paul White, but, but it's been 20 years. He's the Big Show to me. Uh, it's there's just so so many people that you're like, oh that's right they were there. That's right they are still under contract. That like there's only one guy we can currently do that with WWE because they've trimmed all they've they've cut more people than you could possibly think about. And that's Elias. That's the only person on WWE's roster that I go oh that's right they're still there. Uh, you know and maybe Veer but we see the vignettes for Raw so it kind of reminds you he's there. But overall. 
there are so many there are so many guys that that you don't you don't see you, you barely hear about uh you know that they don't get we if they get weekly tv time at all and then oh you're for let's and then it's going to get even more crowded when Kenny Omega comes back mhm it's going to get even more crowded and now we just saw another debut at Revolution, I actually saw two. In Swerve Strickland. Uh-huh. And, and that's... So, from a business standpoint, I think you're right. I don't understand why they would do it. But if they take... It doesn't need to be... If you're going to call it developmental and it's the young guys that hardly get used, I'm fine with that. But if they're bringing in a whole other crop of crew, I don't know what in the blue hell you're doing. At all. Because from a... If Tony went, should we buy it? No. Can we afford it? Yes. Do I need more TV time for all these people that are on this roster? Yes. Because you have three hours a week, plus two YouTube shows if you want to count that. But in, in, in real TV time, a non-YouTube TV time, you got three hours. That is one episode of Monday Night Raw. Just putting that in perspective. That is one episode of Monday Night Raw. And so, from a business side, Stupid. If they are going to put the younger guys, like I said, Brock Anderson comes to mind for me with Arn, or like, or even older guys like Lance Archer who always fall off after any big moment. Where's Lance Archer been from the te- after the Texas Death Match? Every time he lost to Cody and Brody Lee, he would go away. You have Lance Archer, who's a big name in his own right, and then Jake Roberts, who's an icon in this business, consistently sitting on the sidelines. Where's Dustin Rhodes? Where's 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 Jake Hager? You know we we we, we Brian Cage. Yeah. So if they're going to use that brand, those even if the crappy time slots, even if they keep the one o'clock, even if even if Sinclair's like, no, this is what we're selling you. Period. Even if that was a part of the agreement, at least it's TV time of any kind. At least you're not sitting because we we make all these jokes about. Uh, you know, Elias is sitting in catering. They won't release Ali. And all. Where are we at now with AEW? Then they just signed Paige Van Zandt, and um, they got Scorpio's guy sitting up there, Dan Lambert. My God, how bad if they screwed the pooch on Scorpio's guy? Very much. It, so if they're going to take and use it as we have all this roster, and I don't want to cut guys because I don't need to cut guys, but I don't. But I don't have the room to put everybody on TV with any sort of consistency. With any sort of consistency. I'm fine if you miss a week, even two. But, like I said, Lance Archer is the biggest example I got. Because Lance Archer comes and goes. Lance Archer will will go away. Then three or four months later he gets put in some sort of semi-big feud. For the TNT Championship, or this time it was for the World Championship. They have a Texas death match, and there's no follow-up. You would think the Lance Archer's The Undertaker on a part-time schedule. I mean, what is that? What is that? It, 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 it makes no sense to me. So I'm fine with... Because in the old days, in the old days of Monday Night Raw, back when it was like one hour, because you can go back on the network and watch these... Guys wouldn't be on TV every week. But by the third week of them not being on TV every week, they would announce a follow-up to so-and-so will be here to discuss his loss against Hulk Hogan. There, There's no follow-up at all. I'm fine. Like, 
And Charger went through hell in that Texas death match, as did it. Hey, man, Page. It makes sense to be off for a little bit. Yeah. But at some point, go, Lance Archer's going to be on Rampage next week to give his thoughts with Jake Roberts on his loss against Hangman Adam Page and what's next for the partnership. Well, even like, you know, taking we'll take a current WWE storyline. AJ Styles and Hedge. At some point, if they don't mention that AJ Styles is going to show back up on Raw, whether that's via satellite, like I suggested, or just in general... That's a problem. Certainly is. Because especially in that case, because that's one of your key WrestleMania matches, as you pointed out. But yeah, that that was the way wrestling was, is, should be. Absolutely. I just don't personally, I just don't personally understand at all uh, why they don't, Tony doesn't do a better job of, of following up eventually. I'm not saying it's got to be every week. It doesn't. I get it. You because, like I said, only three hours of true TV time. But, so if this is what, if this turned into, this is where Brock Anderson and Arn go and can 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 film that and do that. And, 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 and because you sign these guys, and I'm expected to believe they're a big deal. Uh, where, what has Sean Spears done lately? The chairman, right? What's he done? Stop Wardlow from tearing everything apart, apparently. Pretty much it, though, right? Other than that, we hard to see him. What's FTR doing at this point? What's FTR doing? So, I'm saying, if that is the plan, if those guys that were like, that young guy needs more TV time, or that older guy needs more TV time, and he, he's not in the creative plans for the main show, like what Dolph Ziggler's doing in NXT right now, I think that's great. If you don't have big time plans, there's a whole... And now for AEW, there's a whole other brand. I will say that's the one caveat to me. If they are going to go developmental, I hope that they, I don't want to say follow that model. They honestly need to improve that model. Because NXT for the longest time, and I've said this numerous times, the way NXT should have been from the very beginning is Technically, the way it started, just not in a game show format. You should have, <laughs> you should have veterans that aren't being used, older talent that's not being used on Raw and SmackDown in NXT with the new guys. Perfect. Because if it's truly de- developmental, we say this a lot. You know, you talked about us being NASCAR guys. Xfinity. The Xfinity series. They have cup drivers race in the Xfinity series. Why? Because it helps with development. Because you're learning where you have to be to be at that next level. Yep. A couple comments to get to. James the Baker Hickey is tuned in. Old Boogie Shoes himself, let me tell you, James. I was getting down, brother. I was getting down with you. Oh, yeah. How are you? Hope to see you. He says hello. Uh, Frank Lohr says, AEW doing big things, changing the game. Uh, he says we, he agrees about larger, but Scorpio Sky and others are B, if not C, wrestlers. But remember, remember during like the start of the pandemic how hot Scorpio Sky was and how they squandered the hell out of that? He won one of those Casino Royale ladder matches. I don't know, one of those crispy, crunchy ladder matches or something. I don't know. What a, you know they Not feeling too good about Wardlow's chances, by the way. 
Me neither. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in. Please keep commenting. We'll get to them as we can. Do appreciate it. So, yeah, it's a big deal. Don't get me wrong. But, 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 don't bring in another whole another crop of guys. No. There's a boatload. Like I said, Brock Anderson's who sticks out to me. Get him and Arn on TV. I don't care. I would. I watch it 2 a.m. on Fox on Sunday night. I don't give a damn. But that's just because I'm all about horsemen tradition. Damn it. It, it, FTR, where are they? What are they doing? They ain't got a clue, do you? Not a clue. None. None. Until the, frankly, you could say the same about Eddie Kingston until this Jericho feud. Kind of coming and going. Kind of coming and going. So I just, uh, what, you, what you working on there? What you working on? I left out something in the details of what we're going to be talking about today. So, yeah, I just, if he doesn't do that, because if he doesn't use this brand for good, I don't want to hear anyone else go, well, he's better than he's better than Vince. Because Vince would buy the library and say, ah, screw that brand, pal. And reportedly, he wanted the brand. But for the right price. Well, and, like, that should have told you everything you needed to know. Like if if it would have been beneficial for Vince to buy Ring of Honor, best believe they probably would have bought Ring of Honor. But it, here's the here's the thing, exactly what I laid out. You're not buying a roster. You're buying technically if you got it, which there's no indication that they actually got the time slot. You're buying a really crappy time slot on major network. That you technically already have with SmackDown. And you're buying the production equipment, which you definitely don't need if you're WWE. So the only thing you're... And I left out one thing that they technically got from Ring of Honor. And that's the video library. Which is a big deal. Sure, for a future future network, yeah. But... The thing of it is, is you don't have any streaming service lined up that we know of. There heavy, there's heavy rumors they're going to sign a deal with HBO Max. Which, if that's the case, great. But it's it's hard not to look at this from the outside and not knowing anything of what their plans are and not thinking this is just absolutely asinine. That's the problem is because we know nothing of what's going to happen going forward, and all you can see is the fact that they just basically bought a video library and the names to a company, and that's it. We got, we got another, another comment uh, I meant to get to from Frank Lawrence. It said, FTR and the Briscoes got something in the works, but I hope it's in GCW instead of AEW. But, uh, well, yeah, they could kill themselves in GCW, no doubt. <laughs> they could put on a banger. I saw, uh, you know, because the Briscoes aren't signed with anybody. They're going to be, they're going to be in, in the NWA for the Crockett Cup here in a few weeks. That's what I saw. Uh, Cro- I was like, I the, thought I saw their name mentioned the somewhere. Crockett Cup. Uh, uh, James the Baker Higgy says, in the territory days, older guys work with younger men, hate the business better after they're done wrestling. You're right, uh, absolutely. That's and that's what we want to see. Frankly, I would, I would put William Regal in charge. At, in some way for this this Ring of Honor brand. 
You know, he's uh, he was the GM for NXT on television, and then off air, he was a heavy scout. Why not have both there? Why not? There is rumor that he is going to have a lot of backstage roles in AEW, he, which is great. He should, because he's forgotten more about wrestling than most will ever know. Of course, he forgot it due to an alcohol problem. That's a joke. That's a joke. Ouch. It's a joke. Just want y'all to know. Uh, but, uh, Frank, I, I, love, I don't see why we can't do it on an, on an uh, AEW pay-per-view. Why not double or nothing? They could put on just as banger and, frankly, probably just as violent a match. I mean, look at the put blood. it on all out. You know, look. You know, look at look at uh, look at the blood that CM Punk shed this on Revolution. Looked like a bazooka went off in his face. I haven't seen that much blood since Flair bled like a sieve when he was in that lethal lockdown match. If you ever remember that, I mean, he looked like a bazooka had gone off in his face. I was I begged my mother to go to that match because it was in Cincinnati, and you know, Rick, you know, because I've been a Ric Flair mark forever. And I'm glad that I didn't go to that. Like, I'm glad my mom said no, because you know, at one point his slacks are ripped, his ass is hanging out, his blood's all over him. It just wasn't a good scene for the nature. But oh well. Uh, but absolutely, we. I, I mean, there's so many great talent. Again, Paul White. You know, commentary is not Paul White's future in this business, in my view. Oh, by the way, for here's another big name I forgot that's in AEW because I they barely show him. Mark Henry is an AEW. Yay! That's so. You got Arn Anderson, Jake Roberts, Paul White, Mark Henry, Dustin Rhodes. Those are a who's who of good minds for this business. You got Arn and Tully, and it just and now you got William Regal. Think about it. There's so much that could be done. There would, I mean. There's so much that could be done. And it's probably only going to get more because you, for whatever reason, Tony spends more money than... And see, that's the other problem, though. Is every week now we've gotten a new signing. Yeah. That's where I get confused in all this. Is you have made signage after signage after signage. Signage. So to go back to your point of we don't know what their books are... And we don't. Right, we don't. Clearly, he's got enough on the record to at least sign all this talent. But at some point, he's got to put a cap on that. Well, if not, then you turn into Dixie Carter. And that's not even he, that. You turn into Vince. But yeah, you turn into Dixie, and but, that's uh, well. There's nothing wrong. people don't like to hear, but there's nothing wrong with turning into Vince. I'll tell you why. Because he doesn't lose money. He keeps turning a profit. When I say Dixie Carter, the reason is. Because people forget, the cons still have a football team to run. Yeah. In case you don't know, that football team ain't very good. Therefore, the attendance nope. probably ain't very high. Especially the after what happened over there over that last season. <laughs> Look, we all we all sit in the wrong lap, and good God, I don't, <laughs> I don't like you, Urban. <laughs> uh, it so that's that's at some point I worry that his father just like. Just like Dixie's parents went, nope, that's it. Because Dixie's money came from a, it's an it's a energy supplier named Pan Energy. I don't know if they're still in the business or not, but that's where their money came from, and it was ran by Dixie's parents. And at some point, they said, nope, you're not playing wrestling promoter anymore. Here's your limit. That's it. That's why you started to see them lose talent after talent. That's why you know they couldn't work out a new deal with Hogan, probably because he wanted more money. Because my brother. Uh, you know, that's why you saw Flair, you know, 
Flair hopped off that that ship so fast that remember there was a TNA WWE lawsuit over Flair because TNA alleged WWE poached and you know tampered and probably did frankly. Oh, and by the way, you're with Turner, who's been down this rabbit hole once before, and is probably not going to be very lenient with you a second time. Well, he doesn't have any say in it. I know he doesn't, you know, but he, not at this he, point. He's, but he's he's uh, you know because he's sick even he's got dementia. Fair point. But I, I don't I don't know as far as all that goes. But what we're going to do is we're going to take in a break here, quick one. We're going to bring in McCarthy, and he puts the AEW in awesome. And he's we're going to get his thoughts on this deal. Tony Khan has bought Ring of Honor. What in the world does this mean for the wrestling business? What in the world does this mean for all this young talent? Do not move a move if you love me. If, if, and me. Or if you hate us. But give us a like, give us a share. But love McCarthy. Give us a like, give us a share, we'd appreciate it. And stay tuned. Please keep commenting. We will get to each comment as we can. Sometimes it takes a while to pop up because Zuckerberg runs a horrible social media. Uh, just letting, letting that be known. So anyway, this is To The Turnbuckle. Co-sponsored today by Bruce Nation Productions and Snapman Productions on Heel Turn Wrestling on Facebook. We will be right back. Don't move and move. More to talk about. Tony Khan is bot ram on her. We'll see you in a minute. Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. Once again, BruiserNationProductions.KinCustom.com. And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good. 